because in Ujjain we are having various difficulties. And that also was because Ujjain temple, when I built the temple, I did not consider the Vastu aspect. And actually Ujjain temple Vastu wise was not very properly situated. And we saw, although at the beginning, although beforehand I did not believe so much in Vastu, but eventually I got, began to see that how important it is to consider, to make the structure Vastu compliance. And we tried to fix those problems in various ways. Maybe there was some effect. But finally I thought that, let me just establish Lord Nishimadev. And when we, since Lord Nishimadev appeared in Ujjain, uh, many of our problems had been solved. We could see how merciful Lord Nishimadev Lord Nishimadev is uh, the appearance of the Lord, the personification of the Lord that removes the impediments from devotional path. Bhakti, Bhigna, Binashan. The Bhignas, all the impediments on the path of devotion, Lord Nishingadeva removes. So, we have seen time and time again, starting from Prahlad Maharaj, how Nishingadev destroys all those impediments for the on the path of devotion. How Lord Nishingadev protects his devotees. I remember there are so many instances. Once. I got to know about one of our god sisters. She was distributing books in some place in America. And one person came to attack her. And she was in a quiet road and she didn't know what to do, where to go. The man was coming most really hit her, beat her up. So she just started to chant Nishinga prayer. And something happened, that man just turned around and walked away. Another time I remember, in Germany, in Hamburg, there is a, a nightclub area called St. Pauli and our devotees were distributing, no, no, they were not distributing books, they were actually, actually doing kirtan, harinam And they were chanting, standing there and then all of a sudden this man appeared. He looked like a giant and he was so angry, he was just coming towards them. The devotees didn't know what to do, like 
some devotee thought that he had his kartal, so he thought that he'll swing the kartal and hit him with the kartal. But uh, <coughs> the leader uh, told him not to do that. Just he said, just chant her Nishinga prayer. So the devotees started to chant Nishinga prayer. And as they started to chant Nishinga prayer, something happened that man's body was flung in the air and he just fell on the ground unconscious. So then the paramedics came and they said that he had a massive heart attack. So people may think that he had a massive heart attack, but the devotees knew what happened to him. Nishingadev actually took care of his heart. So this is how this is how Nishingadev actually takes care of his devotees. So difficulties will come, but we should always take shelter of In that respect, we are worshippers of Krishna. Generally, we worship only Krishna. We don't worship any other form of the Lord, any other deity of the Lord. Not many other incarnations of the Lord. On Ram Navami we worship Lord Ramachandra. But our main worshipable Lord is Krishna. Not even so much Ram Ramachandra. And of course maybe Sara Ramachandra and Jagannath Baladev Subhadra, of course born with time. But we don't uh, in worship other uh, Lila avatars. Like we don't uh, worship Barahadev, Purmadev, Meena, and so forth. But we worship Lord Nishingadev. We worship Lord Nishingadev because Lord Nishingadev is Bhakti Vigna Dinasha. He removes the impediments from the path of That is what makes us worship Lord Nishingadev. We want to be successful in our spiritual progress and Lord Nishingadev brings us success and he protects us from all kinds of calamities. That is why we worship Dhanushingadev and not others. And uh, you all know the story of Nishingadev, but still on this special occasion we can recount Two demons were Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha were actually two gatekeepers of Vaikuntha, joy and vijay. And <coughs> joy and vijay were cursed by the four Kumars that they would fall down and come down to the middle. So, <clears throat> as a result of that curse, 
Jai and Vijay came as first in Satyajuga. They came as Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyakashipu. In Treta Yuga they came as Ravan and in Dwapar Yuga they came as Shishupa and Dhatu. And in Kali Yuga they came as Jagai and Madhai. So this is how these two gatekeepers of Vaikuntha came as demons and became enemical to Krishna. There is also another reason behind Jai Vijay coming like that is because Jai and Vijay felt that the Lord is not getting the taste of Viraras, the mellow of chivalry which is derived by fighting. Because in Vaikuntha Nobody fights with them. Nobody even thinks about fighting with the Lord. Everybody recognizes the Lord and worships Him as the Supreme Lord. Therefore, there was a need for Jai and Vijay to come to the earthland or material nature to fight with the Lord and give Him the taste taste of chivalry, mellow of chivalry, So that is why the Lord made them come as joy and as to demons. And as these demons they fought with the Lord. When joy and Vijay came down, they were born as, in Satya Yuga, they were born as the sons of Kashyapa Muni and Diti. One of the wives of Kashyapa Muni was Diti and in the womb of Diti these two sons were born and because they were the sons of Diti, they were known as Daitas. Jai and Vijay are the first Daitas. And they were extremely powerful. And they were, because they were demoniac, with the power they were tormenting people. They were causing distress to people, and especially the Brahmanas and Brahminical activities. As demons, they became extremely envious of the Supreme Personality. So then, they went out, especially Hiranyaksha. He took his mess and he started to challenge everybody. And he defeated them and killed them. In this way, he defeated all the powerful individuals. Finally he came to Varundev and challenged him to fight. So Varundev said, look, I am not a proper match for you. Fighting with me, you won't really get the pleasure. 
So it is better that you find some appropriate match for you and fight with him. So Kiran Naksha asked, who is my match? Is there any match for me as powerful as I am? So he said, yes, there is one person who is a right match for you to fight with. Who is that? That is Hari. Where is Hari? Hari is everywhere. But although he is everywhere, it is difficult to see him, difficult to find him. Those who are really fortunate, they can get to see him. So at that time, Hiranyaksha saw that one strange creature was lifting the earth planet that fell in the lower region and that form looked like a gigantic boar, gigantic pig. And <clears throat> so he was very angry that without his permission, this creature is lifting the earth planet. And earth planet actually fell in the lower region because Hiranyaksha took away all the gold from the earth. The gold actually causes the earth planet to stay on the orbit. So, Hiranaksha being very angry challenged that war. So they started to fight. The war incarnation of the Lord placed the earth planet in the orbit again and picked up his mess and started. He just got amazed and started to fight. For a long, long time they fought and fought. And the fight continued in such a way that no one could defeat the other one opponent. So and then at one point Hiranaksha struck the mace of the Lord so hard that it slipped out of his hand and he was standing there unarmed. So the demigods were watching, so they started to cry, My Lord, my Lord, our life air is almost on my throat. It's going to go out any time out of anxiety. So please don't put us into any more anxiety. Please kill this demon. So then Varahade just slapped Hiranaksha with his left hand and Hiranaksha's body started to roll and fell down dead. The news reached Hiranakushi. The news reached the family mother started to cry, the wife started to cry. So Hiranyakashipu consoled them. Very nicely, he actually mentioned about the immortality of the soul and how things happen in this material nature 
due to karmic reactions. After, after advising them, advising his mother and his wife, Hiranyakashipu's wife in this way, he considered that he'll have to take revenge. Here's an enemy who killed his brother. So he must take revenge by killing the enemy. But he considered that this enemy, Hari, killed his brother who was so powerful. So in order to defeat Hari, he'll have to become more powerful than Hari. And uh, thinking that, he went to Mandar Mountain, the valley of the Mandar Mountain. And there he started to perform austerity. And as a result of that austerity, eventually Lord Brahma came to him and asked him, Hiranyakashipu, why are you performing such a Then Hiranyakashipu pointed out that he wanted to be he wanted to have a boon that he could become immortal. So Brahma said, "Look, I myself am not immortal. So how can I make you immortal? In this material nature, no one is immortal. No one can." So then Hiranyakashipu said, okay, then give me the boon that no weapon can kill me. I won't be killed by any weapon. That boon I can kill. Give me the boon that I'll not be killed by any man or an animal or a demon and so forth. Bhuta, Preta, Rakshashura. Prama said, yes, that also I can. Then he said, give me the boon that I will not be killed during the day or at night. Lord said, okay, that boon also I can give. Then he said, give me the boon that I will not be killed inside the house or outside the house. Brahma gave him that boon also. Now getting all these boons, Hiranyakashipu felt that now he has become and he started to terrorize all three worlds. And as a result of that, the, the whole, all three worlds were in great distress. Now Hiranyakashipu had a son. His name was Prahlad. So Prahlad became a devotee. There's also background to that. When Hiranyakashipu went out, went to perform austerities, Hiranyakashipu became uh, Hiranyakashipu's wife, rather demigods attacked Hiranyakashipu's kingdom. And defeated the Dhanu, the Daitas, the demons, and 
At that time, Hiranyakashipu's wife, Kayadhu, was pregnant. So the demigods felt that this pregnant woman is going to give birth to a demon also. So they decided that when the child would be born, he would, they would kill the child. So in this way, when they were taking Kayadhu in captivity, Narad Muni came there and said, Look, why are you tormenting this woman? So they said, This woman is pregnant and this woman is going to give birth to a demon. So we are just taking her so that as soon as the child is born, the demon is born, we will kill her. So Narad Muni said, No, no. The child that she is carrying in her womb is not a demon. The child that she is carrying in her womb is a great devotee. And saying that, then the, 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 the devas, the demigods released Kayatra. So Narad Muni took her to his ashram and there Kayatra was spending Then when they Hiranyakashipu returned, Kayadu went back and she gave birth to a child and that child was broken. When he was in the womb of his mother in Narad Muni's ashram, Narad Muni used to instruct Kayadu with Krishna consciousness. Sitting in the womb of his mother, Prahlad learnt about devotional service. Just by him. hearing his mother, when his mother was hearing. As a result of that, when Prahlad was born, he was born as a devotee, great devotee. So, Hiranyakashipu, when Prahlad was about five, six years old, sent him to the Gurukul, the school of the Guru. Guru's Shukracharya had two sons, Shanda and Amar. So they became Prahlad's teachers. And in the Guru's ashram, Prahlad started to practice Krishna consciousness and preach Krishna consciousness. Prahlad used to tell his friends, classmates, Omaram That Pragya, those who are wise, they should practice Krishna consciousness from their childhood. Omaram. Dharman Bhagavatam. This Bhagavad Dharma, this dedication to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, should be practiced from their childhood. Because this is a great opportunity that one got. Because the human form of life is durlabham. Durlabham manushamja. This human form of life is very rare. And in the human form of life only we get an opportunity to practice Krishna consciousness and become a devotee. 
also being instructed by Prahlad Maharaj in this way, the classmates started to chant the holy name. During their spare time. So one day, Hiranyakashipu called the child, and as a father, he was very affectionate, made him place on his lap, and affectionately asked him, So, Prahlad, what did you learn in your Guru's ashram? So Prahlad replied, that he actually asked, what is the most important lesson that you learned? <coughs> Prahlad, what's the most important lesson that you learned? So Prahlad's reply was, to become a devotee of Sri Hari is the most important thing. So Hiranyakashipu became very angry. Hari, to become a devotee of Hari, Hari is our arch enemy. He is our family's enemy. He killed your uncle. So he must be defeated and killed. So Hiranyakashipu initially thought that his teachers, Prahlad's teachers were teaching all this. So he called Shandayana Martha. They were trembling with fear. And and Hiranyakashipu asked, what are you teaching my son? So they said, we are teaching him physics, chemistry, mathematics, <laughs> economics and politics. So where did he learn this devotion to Hari as the ultimate goal of life? So we don't know. We never taught him. And say maybe the demigods are coming in disguise and giving this teachings. Say, take them back to the ashram. Take him back to the ashram and give him the right lesson. So, and Hiranyakashipu placed guards all over the ashram so that nobody else can. And Prahlad again after some time was taken to his father and his father asked, So Prahlad, what did you learn? That's the most important thing. Prahlad replied the same thing. To become a devotee of Hari is the most important thing. Yandakushiku became so angry that he threw the child from his land and said, He is actually disgrace to the family, siding with our family enemy. Like his consideration was that because Hari killed Hiranaksha, therefore revenge must be taken and Hari should be killed. And nobody should line up with Hari or nobody should have sympathetic attitude. So in this way, Hiranyakashipu tried to convince Prahlad that Prahlad would listen. So finally Hiranyakashipu ordered, kill this child. So his bodyguards were there, so they immediately went and tried to kill Prahlad. 
but their weapons couldn't do anything. Then he was tried to be killed in so many different ways, putting in the pits of the venomous snakes, putting him in boiling oil, putting him in a fire, huge mountainous fire. But nothing could actually affect Prahlad. Prahlad became completely unaffected by all these material elements. So, seeing Prahlad in that way, when Hiranyakashipu could not kill him by any means, so he asked him, where are you getting all this power from? Allah said, I get the power from wherever everyone gets this power. Even you get your power from there. Who is that? Hari. Where is your Hari is everywhere. Is he in this pillar? Yes, he is. immediately went and struck the pillar with his fist. That stone pillar blow. And from the pillar emerged a half lion, half lion. To the pillar of the Hiranyakashipu Nishingadev. So this is how Nishingadev actually appeared. And he assumed this beautiful form, half lion, half man. Why? Because Hiranyakashipu had the benediction that he won't be killed by any animal or man or demon or demigod. So this form was neither an animal nor a man. And they fought for a long time. The purpose of Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyakashipu to come was to fight with him, to give him the taste of vigor. So he was giving that case. Fought for a long, long time. That's why although sometimes there is a misunderstanding, I would say, that people think that the Lord appeared at the in the evening. No, the Lord didn't appear in the evening. He didn't Nishingadev appeared at noon and he fought throughout the day and he killed Hiranyakashipu in the evening after a long battle. So <clears throat> the Lord fought with him and then finally he picked him up, placed him on his lap and with his no nails Dalita Hiranyakashipu Tanu Tear tore open Hiranyakashipu's body, which was invincible even to thunder. So then he, at that time, it was just neither evening, neither day or night. When the night and day was merging in Sandha at that time. 
and he placed him on his lap, which was neither the sky nor the land. He himself sat on the doorway, which is not the inside the house. So in this way the Lord killed Hiranyakashipu, tearing open his body with his nails. So that is how the Lord killed the demon. Shri Shri Nishimha Bhagavan Ki Jai Ho